Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is a dear friend and fellow boar born a scant five days before me who is a fellow member of the tyler the creator fan club please welcome adrian welcome hi thank you thanks for coming on i like that you um put me in both a boar <laughs> yeah setting and a tyler fan <laughs> when i had to uh i almost said when i had to when i had to write that intro <laughs> now when i was writing it up real fast you know not long ago um i was like what do i put and i was like well boar that's that feels right five days that's a fact as well and then honestly like just the tyler the creator thing popped out immediately because i know flower boy I, that album is incredible incredible yeah he really grew up between Cherry Bomb and that album. Wasn't it? Yeah, you had told me that, because you know far more than I, certainly. Was it that it was kind of like finally everything coming to fruition? Like all of these things kind of coupled with his maturity and just showing all the, kind of the realization of all the potential he showed before that? Well, and also like super major disappointment. Uh, so on Cherry Bomb, he had tried to be experimental, delving into like, 80 synthesizers and like you know influence from punk and it all went to shit as far as like how the album actually did in the market mm-hmm. so he kind of pulled back and focused on strings and melodies and that's how flower came our flower boy came about and when he tried to do the whole synthesizer 80s vibe again with igor he knew how to approach that type of music better after having had that failure yeah, no, to your point too, though, with, with Igor, I felt like, I don't maybe it was a confidence thing. I don't, and, and I'm sure that's an oversimplification, but it just felt like there was more confidence and self-assuredness in what he was doing, and, and maybe just a matter of just kind of having a better idea of what his quote-unquote voice is. I'm not sure, but I, I need to revisit that one, because it's been a minute since I've listened, but I do really like it. Oh, uh, which one, Igor? Yeah, Igor. Oh, man, it's great. It's impressive. Um, I really do like it. If you listen to Flower Boy and Igor in the same day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, it's really pretty fun. Okay, I need to do that then. Uh, I've got plenty of days to do that, but also I just need to, I need to listen to, to either or both in general again, because it's been a minute as much as I've listened to Flower Boy, which is I, I, so much. It is, it for real, might be my favorite, if not just like top five albums of the 2010s. Really? Yeah, really. Like it's it really has stuck with me and really hit me hard when it came out and it's just I just think it's incredible. I really do. You know, you and I haven't talked about music in a minute. Is there an album coming out you're looking forward to? Ooh, boy. I don't even know what else coming out to be honest. I I kind of It's kind of yeah. hard to keep track of shit like that right now, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I It's funny like when just trying to think of anything coming out, my mind truly went blank. I have no idea but yeah i don't know that's a good question do you does that do you have something well i know there were talks of kendrick lamar having another album come out this year okay and i think it'll be really interesting to to have something from him coming out you know with everything going on and his you know unique voice and interpreting the black experience through really really crazy shit but it was supposed to be a rock-influenced type album. 
Really? Um, that was due to come out in January because he was due for a tour early this year, which obviously, you know, got put on hold. But apparently there's still music coming because um, I saw an interview with Thundercat was talking <laughs> about he had worked on it and it should be coming out soon. Did so, you, uh, have you listened to his album? Which one? Thundercat. Didn't he have an album that came out earlier this year? If he did, I'm late on it. The That's last, fair. yeah, the last one of of his I heard was God was this the one with the cover art where he's um half in the water. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Hold on, I'm actually looking up Drank from 2018. And the album I'm talking or about, Drunk, Drunk. <laughs> okay, hold on. There is Drunk from 2017, but then there's Drank, which is the exact album cover you're mentioning from 2018. Seriously? Yes. Huh. I can't rely on my memory on any conceivable level to be correct. That's why the the Googles of the world is saving me. But yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, I have no concept of what's coming out at all. That's why every Friday, you know, when stuff comes out, I check. And here lately, it does feel like I kind of scroll and then I'm like, oh, cool. And then I listen to whatever. Have you been able to like fully absorb the um, fourth RTJ album? No, I haven't. Okay. Not that I'm not interested in the music, but you know what? I'm really kind of disappointed in Killer Mike right now, so I'm kind of, yeah. Is that in general, or is that specifically tied to... That is pretty much Killer Mike over probably the last two or three years. If Mm -hmm. every, you know, I I enjoyed his show on Netflix. Yeah. You know, it's pretty entertaining, and I got the point of it, but it seems like every three months or so, he gets out there and says something that... (laughs) just irks the shit out of me if every other time you get out on your platform and the far right or the nra or some weird organization can take you and use you as like token black dude to to further their point Mm -hmm. you might want to rethink what you're saying and when he's doing that though is he doing it through the guise of seeing both perspectives or like the open-mindedness is that what it is or i think he has good intentions in what he's saying, mm-hmm. but I think he's over idealistic in how to get there. And in doing such, his words can get flipped easy. Oh, if you oh, know okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. you get out there and you have this 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 big idea like, okay, black people are a victim of gun violence on a regular basis and particularly from white society. So then therefore black people have the rights to own firearms too. you know, go do that. Okay, yeah, I mean, that sounds good on paper, but in reality, there's a whole lot of shit that comes with that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I knew his show, which I haven't seen, but I've I've heard it's good, but I just haven't seen it. But primarily for me, you know, there are certain things that kind of pop up on the internet with him. I, I suppose I should probably seek them out just out of curiosity. But other than that, I, I had listened to, you know, that fourth Run the Jewels album, which quite like. But I, I guess I need to really unpack it more than I have, probably. Has LP, was he doing most of production on this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew he was getting back into the heavier side of that. Yeah, it's it's a very, it's funny. I was about to say it's a timely album, but that would also imply that everything happening is new. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of of the moment while being made prior to the quote unquote moment. But I do think it's very good and it's it's very angry. <laughs> and it's a hell of a soundtrack for right now. I guess the question that I always pose that is however many minutes too late, but how are you? Shit, I'm making it. Yeah, because um, logistically you are. Well, we covered this part initially too with Marshall having been on. 
But, uh, Marshall, your husband. My husband. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is you both are working from home while having two babies. Or what is the exact phrasing? With the ages we're dealing with, what are they technically? Yeah, so we have a almost six-month-old. Yeah. And a four-year-old who both get up at 7 a.m., no matter what you do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They don't have a concept of you have to work or you really need to go to sleep right now Mm. or personal space boundaries or anything (laughs) like that you know you don't realize how how little personal space you have from your kids and when you know you literally what what am i going to do go hide in my car (laughs) you know i really Uh, can't go anywhere So yeah, you know, it's it's um it's great on the one hand because if it weren't for a global pandemic, I would never be able to have this opportunity to spend this much time with my kids at sure. work. But on the other hand, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so yeah. No, I just can't imagine because it's like, yeah, you're I mean, because you you work are you still working kind of later at night for the for the ability to kind of just for the more quiet moments? Is that what it is? Yeah, so basically I get the kids down and I tend to work from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Dear God. Every day of the week. And I have regularly scheduled meetings throughout the day, throughout the work week. But the type of work I do, which is handling unique, one-of-a-kind, historical papers, you can't do with a kid on your hip. It's just not possible. So... We've really gotten into coffee and different types of teas. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still drinking my Runa, my caffeine tea. Oh, yeah? Gets me going all the time. It's great. Well, I need to, uh, you need to hit me up with a link for that. I could use some more tea in my life. I'm... I'll, uh, I'll buy you a bag and I'll send you <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. God, it's so good. How does that, because kind of hinted at it, but you're an archivist, which previous to you being that my dumbass had always thought it was archivist <laughs> so even now when i was saying archivist my brain wants to say archivist but how does that work logistically from home you doing that if it weren't for our pandemic this would be totally frowned upon by most in the profession taking one one of a kind unique historical papers off site to your personal home to work on is just like i mean i've been doing it for a few months now and it's still kind of maddening just like oh my god this is in my house (laughs) and not in a a secured lockdown place but you know i have to physically touch these items to arrange them describe them and make them available to the public for research so it's literally the only way it can be done but it's funny you should say that with the archivist versus archivist i've been doing this for what seven or eight years now and my dad still thinks i read for a living like he just <laughs> adrian now she she reads she reads all day <laughs> but i mean but just by the nature of what it is to be an i almost said it again but by the nature of being an archivist there's a curation element to it right I mean, or is that should i say it's more than an element that's like what it is maybe not so much curation because that that implies a selection process that makes sense it's more of uh, i preserve things so a go-to joke I have is, you know, I read dead man's letters. It's, uh, and, you know, to an extent, that's really what it is. Yeah. So 
But I preserve them and so that, you know, 100, 200 years and now other people can read them too. That's so cool. And that in and of itself is such an oversimplification of it. But uh, just the idea of a thing maintaining its existence and, and our having not just that it exists, but we know it exists. And to kind of put that out there in theory forever is, uh, yeah, that's really cool to just have that kind of responsibility to history. And nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. I know this thing is going to be here long after me, long after my kids. But, you know, one thing with with this too, history and, and, you know, that's a that's a hot topic and how people interpret history and everything. But black archivists in particular are kind of like unicorns. There's not many of us around. Mm -hmm. So one thing I advocate for in my profession is to talk to marginalized communities and talk to people of color who thus far wouldn't give anybody their stuff because why would they why would they trust them but if our history is going to be here later for people to know what we thought and how we viewed the world and what we were doing you know at some point that trust has to be made so i'm working on that as well and it's it's particularly hard in arkansas because people have ignored the black community the latino community the asian communities that are here for so long that you know somebody showing up to your doorstep and telling them, hey, yeah, you know, we can take that off your hands and keep it for you. <laughs> it sounds weird <laughs> to a lot of well, people. Well, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, that's to your point of, of such a long period of time. Like, it's a fair thing to wonder, why should I trust you? Yeah. Especially something that of value and, and is, you know, one of a kind his pieces of history. Yeah. There's one thing you'll notice, you know, those, those, those groups tend to be protective over their things. Whereas in, you know wealthy white guys always have it in the forefront of their mind uh, i have a legacy to preserve yeah you know take this it deserves to be in a museum <laughs> type oh, mentality wow. so it's completely different <laughs> yeah that is really interesting you're describing that like i almost involuntarily rolled my eyes because i'm like yeah i know she yeah that is such the thing <laughs> that is the thing <laughs> i'm like no please take my second place trophy from the pinewood derby when i was in boy scouts yes <laughs> the world must simply must know for the record, the reason I could come up with that example so quickly is because I have a trophy for second place in the Pinewood Derby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend was like, gotta pull something out. And it came with that thing that I truly have. And then full disclosure, the next year, didn't want to build another car, so just used the same one, but for somehow the car got a little heavier over time. <laughs> so they had to take the weights off and I ended up losing like crazy. Couldn't go Second for second, two for two, whatever. And I'm not bitter about it. At all. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> What's sad is now I'm defensive and I want to be like, I'm actually not. But, oh, who gives a shit? I got second. And that's sweet victory. Well, that is by far not like anywhere near the weirdest thing people hold on. Hey, in the Clinton Presidential Museum, they have cat food from their <laughs> cat socks in the museum in there. So... Um, you, you see weird shit in this profession. So you, it was an it was an internship or was it more than that? No, it was an internship, an unpaid internship. Yeah. Fun. Where they called people I hadn't spoken to in like five or seven years to make sure I wasn't a criminal, despite the fact that they weren't paying me. <laughs> to what a fun juxtaposition of <laughs> a massive vetting process where your life is under the microscope, and they're like, "Cool, you can work here for free now. Approved." Right. <laughs> Here's my complete honesty. I've still not even gone there. You know, as much shit as gets, you know, talked about with how the building looks like a, a 
what do they say? It looks like a mobile home by the river. A mobile home by the river. It's actually really pretty nice in here. I imagine. I just, it's a thing where I guess like to come in from out of town, you're like, oh, that's a thing to visit, I suppose. And for me, I guess it's like, there's no urgency because it's just there. Oh, people. I just say, I haven't gone. People outside of Arkansas are way more interested than Arkansans for sure. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, the funny thing is that you bringing it up, I did have like an honest response in my head of, oh yeah, that's there. Because <laughs> it's just, well, I mean, it's just been there long enough now. It just feels like white noise. Yeah. Kind of to an extent. Yeah. And I guess every going anywhere outside right now, especially somewhere that's of a public nature or other people could be, that is especially all white noise right now and has been for months. God, have you been anywhere lately and how weird people are? Define weird because when I drove around and have been like in the off, this is a specific for no one, but for when I went to, to Main Street area, just to look around and I drove by the, the gold, not the Golden Girls, sorry, the Designing Women House because mm. I was like, I just need something to drive to. Mm-hmm. So I took a photo of that and guess what? It's still there. But I drove around to businesses and stuff and there was like an ice cream place, you know, right off Main Street. And there were, A, a lot of people, and B, literally no one was wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. My brain didn't believe what my eyes were seeing because there was no indication that there was a massive pandemic. And this was three weeks ago, so it was kind of before, obviously, it's gotten as bad as it now, as bad as it is now, which is historically bad for what has been happening. Yeah. um, Today, we've had the highest case count thus far in the state today so i went out recently and this was after um the polite why don't we all wear a mask but we're not going to really enforce it type deal yeah. happened yeah that, that's fun so i saw people wearing masks around their necks around their chins <laughs> nowhere near their mouths or their noses right but they had them on deck i guess in case they saw a policeman or something <laughs> come up I, but yeah or, or just like or any person they uh, are uncomfortable being around, which in and of itself could be a very loaded possibility with that. But what is that? Like, what is uh, it to make themselves feel better without having to do the thing they don't want to do, which is wear it? I, I, I can't reason with that. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. But I, I was actually out for work around the time when the protests were, were big in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. I saw a hell of a lot more masks in. Just saying. I seem to remember, too, I mean, I guess as you'd expect, at least from a, maybe a number standpoint and just the sheer um, population here, but they were happening maybe a week and a half, two weeks. If that, it, it's tough to say, especially when, you know, all these news organizations and things local and otherwise just stopped talking about them. Yeah. Outright. Yeah. But I remember that first night, it was everything was peaceful and not, like there was nothing truly justifiable, which again, it doesn't mean anything, especially with how they've been going. But then they tear gassed them in and it disbanded. Yeah, they sent out the tanks from our neighborhood. Oh, that's right. There was that photo. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. And it had been peaceful since 9 a.m. They were just ready for them to go home. So they sent out a tank and tear gas. Military-grade weaponry. Yeah. In Little Rock, Arkansas. In Little Rock, Arkansas, with probably maybe 100 protesters, maybe. I, I, by the time they sent that out, it might have been 50 people out there. It was overkill. Yeah. These are people that have toys that A, they shouldn't have, but B, that they're itching to use. And any excuse, and even that is possibly asking too much, you know, to even just you have any semblance of justification for using something which isn't even legal in war, tear gas. 
Like, it's unfucking believable to me. Yeah. People even discussed that for a minute, how that's um, a violation of warfare in, in current times, but we can just use it on peaceful protesters willy-nilly. And it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, we'll talk about it. Is anything going to get done? No. It's fine. No. They'll have milk. They'll be okay. I just... And then keep it pushing. It's illegal to use it in war, but... I don't know, have we tried using it on our own fucking citizens? Even when it's brought to light to your point, yeah, it's it's like, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just like, uh, you know, we know how this works. Just, we'll just wait a second and then we'll just move on to the next thing and there we'll go. It's weird. It's like collectively, this this country is like early onset dementia or something. All you got to do is just dangle something else out in front and people keep they just move on the worst thing is though that it works yeah every time every time every time and then it's just like you almost feel like you get psychological whiplash just trying to keep up what this stuff is and i don't know it's just so much to process through any prism let alone the many prisms that we have to look through right now well i mean if people aren't careful it's easy to get into a depression Mm -hmm. for sure i can't not watch the news and read the news and and keep up with it but i balance it out with a lot of other silly shit just just (laughs) to keep myself from going crazy 90 day fiance 90 day fiance um (laughs) i know you wait are you still watching the um the 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 reverse 90 day fiance where they go they go to the countries instead of everyone coming here yes okay abroad is that what it is um abroad overseas the no i think they call it the other way <laughs> i think they just oh, went wow. with something really simple sorry like that. you know what my, that's my dumbass. i should have thought it was the most inelegant phrasing <laughs> <Right>. possible <laughs> that show is a delight though as as much as it can be a lot to process oh my god it's amazing if you like people watching it's amazing oh, yeah. <laughs> to see what people do so uh the season we're watching there's this one chick from from mormon country utah right and she falls in love with this uh korean dude and goes over there and totally it's like yeah you know i love him i'm gonna get deep into the culture blah 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 you know this is a white girl so you know we're watching and we're like well that's good for you you know don't be a shitty american you know go go embrace (laughs) the culture yeah well he took her to a fish market where they chopped up an octopus or squid or something wriggly in front of her and just It was still wiggling on the pan. Oh, like live. Okay. Oh my God. And she ate it. And she was just like, that's awful, but I love him. And I'm just like, oh my ass, she's in it. She's in it to win it. She loves it. It was an old boy moment. You remember that movie, Old Boy? Yes. Oh my God. Oh, it was just like that. (laughs) Have you seen the um, Spike Lee remake that didn't need to exist? Of that movie? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I'd say asked and answered with a sigh. Yeah, I watched that, and um, as I was watching, I just kept thinking two things. One, why am I watching this? And two, why does this exist for me to watch? Because in my brain, I watch Old Boy, and I don't think I could make this different and better. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) I'm like, I'm too busy marveling for the 85 times I've seen it. So it's just wild to me. I just, it's wild to me that that exists. You know, it's funny that that's coming up. I watched um, Spike Lee's attempt at a horror film the other night and wondered the same thing. Why? 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 You didn't have to do this. <laughs> Which? Wait, wait, wait. Which one was this? 
the sweet blood of Jesus. Okay. Okay. I, at first I was like, okay. I know that there's one in particular of his that I guess we can't talk, we don't talk about. Do you remember which one that is? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Yeah. It's a lot. It, I, 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 it, I, yeah, it's a lot. Well, did, did you see this, this vampire movie that Spike Lee made? Mm-mm. Okay. That was the one. That was his first one for Amazon, right? Because it was that, and then Chirac, I think. I don't know. This actually, I mean, in watching it, it felt like a Kickstarter project, honestly. Oh, it might be actually. Yeah, I mean, that's it's honestly what it felt like. Let me look that up too. Now, now I don't know, but I still need to watch Defy Bloods, you know, from oh May. Well, that's you know, Netflix. That's why I've gone back and watched some of his other stuff. It's great. It's really is, good. Is it really okay? Mm-hmm. I need to watch it. I just haven't. I know um, to watch the trailer, let alone know that he's both in the movie, but both prominently in the movie. An actor that I'm a giant fan of that just has always felt like he was never in enough stuff. So happy to see Delroy Lindo. A, I love him. Hey, does and he makes the movie too. Okay, good because that dude has he's been like this alpha supporting actor with just so much charisma and presence. And for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like he would ever been I don't know showcased properly. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited, if only for him, because I love him so much. Well, and for like like dude's been around forever too like mm-hmm. i know i've seen him for 20 years you know well he was in get shorty which was in like 1994 or something <laughs> and i mean and i know but I, that's not his first movie i don't think but even then that's as benchmark that's you know 20 years ago you are gonna love him in this film <laughs> i'm telling you like he 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 needs an award for this character and um it speaks to me a little personally too because he's a he's a a black man who's a complete far right Trump supporter in the movie too, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Oh my God! Thank God you said in the movie because I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, it wasn't like three dots of an ellipsis, but there were two, and I was like, it was harrowing for me because I was just so as like I went through the stages of grief all at once. But then you said in, in the, the movie. movie. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, you know what, Bef- I was going to say, he was in Get Shorty, but before that, he was in, I believe, yeah, before that, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And he's great in that, too. Mm-hmm. Which was like that, yeah, maybe Spike Lee just really knows how to use him the best. Because that character really was, kind of went the totality of, of a trajectory, you know, from just being a big boss gangster type to having a really tragic end. Yeah, and you actually feeling bad for the character. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And granted, that's part... Uh, great writing but it's also obviously a great performance by him to allow for that well i, I don't want to ruin it for you okay I gotta oh watch man this movie. do it do it <laughs> <laughs> okay i definitely want to watch that there's also a movie called the old guard which is a great action movie just came out you know friday a couple days ago is that it's the really charlize theron yes okay yeah i liked it quite a bit i'm a big fan of her so yeah so am i i think she's very good and Atomic Blonde is a very, very good movie that, I don't know, I was about to say it doesn't get enough shine, but I think it actually does. It's been, it's been pretty successful, but if you haven't seen that, it's really good. I have not seen that. Okay. It is it is great. It's definitely, you know, like directed by one of the two directors of John Wick, and it's got that vibe, but it's more through the prism of a spy movie than it is a hitman movie, which is John Wick. Oh, well, that yeah. sounds fun. And it takes place in in... 
just on like the eve of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, even better. Historical context. Yes, it's great. Um, Speaking of John Wick, have you heard this whole idea about a Matrix reboot, remake, add-on? I don't know. Coming and... Talking about the sequel, Matrix 4? Yes. Have you heard the weird John Wick connection? (laughs) Of film theory nerds? No, I don't think I have then. So basically the idea is that Neo and John Wick are the same person. And so when Neo... (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I know, it's really bad. When (laughs) when Neo gets um, sacrificed as the sacrificial Christ in in the matrix he actually yeah. gets to restart as john wick <laughs> in the matrix and so that's why he's a complete badass because he he's already mastered the matrix and now he's just in a on a darker path okay question mm-hmm. is this what we get for quarantine like is this what is this is this before this that people thought of this because i mean i can see how they would make i don't know i mean i could see i can see it but why they would how they would do it but the why i'm not so sure no i totally think the idea was out there beforehand and now the why as far as it getting fleshed out is all quarantine (laughs) (laughs) this is this is what you get when it's quarantine plus reddit yes fuck me i hadn't heard that before i'm i'm like deeply unsurprised in retrospect that something like that exists because like it's like sure like is this like just is this the result of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? We got to connect everything and like mythologize it through the prism of like, it's bigger. This is part one of 83. The, 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 buh, 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 buh. No, just Keanu was in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what people like to do, right? I mean, otherwise we wouldn't have like Greek mythology and Roman mythology and Norse mythology and all that shit. All of, of the Marvel comics is one just big sitcom mythology yeah well yeah they were really smart to franchise it into you know the cinematic universe because they can make money off of that shit forever and i've said it before like i'm not discounting what they've done because it truly is incredible what they've managed to do it's uh it's been a magic trick and never been done before in history although a lot of far lesser creators are going to attempt it and some plenty already have to pretty much universally disastrous uh results but doesn't mean i'm I'm not, I'm not kind of tired of all the movies, though, which I say that and I'm really intrigued by the Eternals, but still. Well, I mean, after 10 years, that's fair. Yeah. In quarantine, I've been able to, to rewatch a lot of those. And you know what? A lot of them are very good. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, you know what? They're fun, they're, but that doesn't mean yes. they're good movies. No, my general thought on, on them all really ultimately is, and it's not to... to, to I was going to say minimize them. Who gives a shit? They're fine. Like, right? Yeah, they're fine. You know, they are, you know, average, maybe a little bit more overall, but like, they're fine, I guess. Well, you know, and I say that rewatching them with our four-year-old, having fun watching them with him is great. Yeah. But say, for example, trying to rewatch Star Wars to catch that nostalgia again, Hmm. dude, they're not very good. There's, oh boy. I know, I know. <laughs> There's, they're, they're great scenes. Can't wait for this podcast to go viral. <sighs> they're not, they're fine. I get what you mean, though. I've, I've said this before, um, but when I went back when movie theater experiences existed, when I went and saw, you know, the the solo movie, I saw it, and within literally the first ten minutes of being in the theater watching it, it was such an epiphany to me that I almost went, "Oh, 
out loud like it was such a thing and it was my realization of i don't give a shit about any of this <laughs> i'm just like, like oh i don't have to go to this thing we don't have to do this yeah like i don't have to do this <laughs> and i that sat with me for the other hour and a half or whatever that i kept watching it but i but i was like which is even funnier because like i don't have to be here so i'll just sit here in the dark watching it for 90 minutes but it just was like, oh, I don't have to do this. What a and, shitty hour and a half you had ahead of you, I imagine. Yeah, it wasn't great. Especially now with, I don't know, a part of me is going to say with not being able to go to the movie theater, I don't know what that means. I'm glad I stayed or wish I had just walked out and then walked somewhere else. Yeah, yeah not great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. hoping that with all the fighting that's going on between streaming services and this whole idea, like you're saying, like um, the Eternals, you know, they're coming out with... Uh, some of those Marvel shows on Disney Plus. Yeah. I actually prefer TV to movies. I feel like you get to get characters fleshed out a lot more over the course of a season rather than over the course of a couple of hours. Like more room to breathe. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, maybe we'll we'll get some better character development into that cuz it shouldn't have took 3 movies for me to give a fuck about 4. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gave him a haircut <laughs> and an attitude and oh now everybody cares. Like yeah. Well, I think also, though, in my mind, I'm like, well, it only took two because I don't even count Thor Dark World in my head as a, uh, that movie. That movie's bad. It's really bad. It's bad. <laughs> That's easily the worst to me. Marvel movie. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It was a complete misfire. Yeah. I don't know what happened as far as all that, like actually behind the scenes, but you can definitely feel the ball being dropped a lot watching that movie. Like, it doesn't matter. I've watched it like three or four times now thinking oh, it'll so get sorry. better and it never does. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the definition of insanity again? Oh, everybody kind of crazy right now, though, right? I can do that. <laughs> That's fair. I guess it just doesn't. You know what? Maybe it's in a good way that it only manifests itself and you're watching Thor, colon, Dark World or The Dark World <laughs> several times. Um, as opposed to like having to watch Scooby-Doo a lot, which I know you're doing too. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> I walk out the room when, when, when my hubby watches that. Yeah, That's fair. Make uh, Marshall endure that psychological pain. <laughs> Once again, uh, he, endure, he subjects you to enough by being exactly like, or vice versa, having to deal with three children. Like you do, which um, you deserve a medal for that in and of itself. Uh, we need to wrap up. I'm so tired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to end. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, th it's weird to say, but thank you for being on. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is fun. I, yeah, I, I appreciate you waking up late to have a conversation with me in the middle of the <laughs> night. Yeah, this is a way to end it is that I fell asleep and then woke up to a text to be like, ready to record. And I was like, shit, because it is or it was 1130 at the time. And now it is 1236 a.m. So it's all all in the name of podcast. All in the name of podcast. Well, <laughs> thank you. Again. Yeah, happy to do it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.